0: Hello and welcome to Moments with foo I'm your host, James Fu Torres, but you can call me foo and it's the name of the podcast. And Today I have Mary Shane, and hopefully I didn't butcher that name that much, but uh, she's a transformational communications trainer and coach, and I'm going to let her tell you more about that, but first, Marie, how are you?
1: I'm fantastic, and thank you for having me. I have a little cold, so the stuffy nose is the reason. That's the reason. <laughs>
0: That's fine. You sound you sound, you sound, good. So no, don't worry about it. And um, let's uh, kick it off with a quick introduction about yourself and your company.
1: Sure. So what I do, I'm a transformational communications trainer and coach. And what I love doing is helping people get concise about what it is that they stand for that needs to happen first. And then we construct it in a way that they can communicate it in a concise way that really highlights what they do in their unique way, so that the people that are listening to them can really get a sense of not only what they do and how they can help be helping them, but also the essence of who they are comes through so that people are aware, oh, wow, this person stands for a certain thing. That's a unique gift. And really we are wanting to unwrap these gifts for people, right, it's just like the way I explain it is, Everybody has a unique gift, and if we can leverage that in service of others through the heart, because I'm a huge thing about the heart. So if you can really come from the heart, exactly, and serve others using your gifts, I believe this is what I'm put on this earth to do, Okay, to help others do that. So, for example, even before we pressed record, you were starting to tell me a little bit about your story and I was at the edge of my seat, tell me more, tell me more, tell me more, because I just want to know about the person. And I think especially, I know a lot of your listeners are business leaders, right? So I work with a lot of business leaders myself. And one of the things that people tend to do is underestimate the power of their own story. And I say, no, leverage it because it's all about, there's so much we can go into and, and we probably will during this episode, but really it's about being able to share your story so that it connects with the audience. It connects the people that are listening to you. And I've helped so many of my clients do that. Who's come back and said, oh my God, now I have these clients who not, not only have the clients, right? That's number one, but the clients that I love to work with. And why is that? Well, because the clients that resonate with your story and connect with your story the most are the ones that are going to step forward and say, yeah, you resonate with me. So I want to work with you. And so you end up with not only quote unquote clients, but your ideal clients that you love, you know, the ones that, um, that you can't wait to work with. And that's really, I feel my, my unique gift is to be able to mine the wisdom out of your story and, and help you construct it in such a way that you can share it so that it it becomes, um, the the gift that keeps on giving because you've lived it it's your story you own it and so you know I want you to be able to tell it loud and proud
0: I love it I love it and I completely resonate with that because um majority of my clients that that have decided to work with me has has been because they they resonate with with my story they 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 it's a, it's a more uh heart center approach than, than, than anything else. Cause I mean, uh, I, I uh, I don't, I, you know, I now like coming close to like three years and stuff, uh, it's, you know, getting closer to have more experience, but before, I mean, all the clients that I managed to get is like, look, I don't have that much experience. I do have training. I do have professionals that either contractors are working on my team that, that are, you know, have a lot of experience, but me myself, like I just, I'm starting out. I am eager to work like and and I I know that I can deliver this specific things for you, right? So that is uh that is how it has worked for me. And uh, so that's why I, I resonate a lot with what you what you say. And uh, I want to yeah. dig uh, into one of the topics of uh, your TEDx talk that I really loved, like we were talking about it. thank you uh, of offline, which is the intuition, right? And, and this is something this part I typically, ask for advice or actionable tips for business leaders. So I would like for you to give some advice regarding their intuition so what's mm, your
1: advice mm, i love that there, there was a reason why I, I the TEDx talk that i did that you're speaking of is called the hidden power of bruce lee that we all have <laughs> okay and one of the reasons i ch- i decided to speak on this topic because it's it was true of my own journey okay so i will talk about the actionable tips in just a second but really i wanted to share a little bit about why that topic I felt was so important. Because I mean, the TEDx platform is all about an idea worth spreading, right? So I felt this was an important idea because I say this to my clients all the time. I just ran my two-day boot camp, which I run. It's a two-day public speaking boot camp, which we, for business leaders to go into both the the internal essence of who you are, as well as the mechanics of how to put together your story. And what I found is through my own business journey of how I started, for example, by the way, FYI, in case you, those of you are listening, just audio. I look like I have an Asian face. Okay. I have an Asian face and I sound like an Australian. And the reason this is, is because I was born in Hong Kong and I grew up until about seven years old. And my family migrated to Sydney, Australia, where I grew up. Okay. And so I did all of my schooling, college there. And then as a grown up, I moved to the United States. Right. This is one of the first things that that I say when I'm on stage and I'm sharing my story for the first time. People don't expect this voice. Was necessarily to come out of this face. So immediately I share that and then have a good little giggle. Okay. So that's number one. But I share this with you now because I grew up in a very traditional Chinese family. All right. So even though I grew up in Australia, my family, my, my mother, for example, never spoke good English. She had broken English. My dad spoke English, but very basic with a thick accent. Right. And their values that they grew up with were very traditional very old school, in many ways, and therefore their the way they passed down their teachings and values to me was very what I would call head centric, okay so study study well in school, Mary, I'll never forget I drew this picture once when I was about seven or eight years old, and it was for Father's Day. And I sat there the whole afternoon and it was this beautiful lion, right? I spent all this time on it, it was beautiful. And I was couldn't wait to give it to my dad. And my dad comes home and I go, Dad, I drew you a picture. And his reaction was, art is no good. It makes you no money, okay? You study computers, okay? that's That was his advice, okay? I, I tell this story and it's a true story, okay? just to give you an illustration of the background that I came from. So therefore, you know, as a as a good little kid who, you know, wanted to please her parents and wanted to get good grades, that's what I did. In fact, my undergrad was computing science, okay? Which I enjoyed, I think computers was fine and, and I enjoyed it and I was relatively okay at it, right? But years down the line as a computer programmer, which is what I started off as, I discovered more and more that it wasn't fulfilling Something in me that I didn't realize wanted to be fulfilled. Okay. And what is that? I just wanted to help people. I'm like, okay, so, you know, this computer program, I know ultimately, you know, the end user is using it and it's probably going to help them in some way, but it wasn't the kind of help that I felt I was put on this earth to do. Okay. It wasn't satisfying my heart. Okay. So that's when I started to really listen. To what my internal voice was saying, and this connects all back to the intuition. And so, I always say to people, the it, it's what I help my clients do, for example, is really get in tune with what I call discernment. Okay, the discernment I call it the internal GPS. Okay the internal or the inner GPS and I have a coined phrase for it so to me the internal GPS it stands for genuine path signal okay I, I made this up <laughs> okay. because I wanted something repeatable so you know one of the um, tips is what's repeatable is memorable okay what's repeatable is memorable so the internal GPS is where we all need to start and I always say to my students, whether it's in the public speaking boot camp or my clients or my CEO clients or my executive clients, whoever they are, individual or group, I always say, never, ever believe a word I say, just like your audience right now, who's listening to you, right? Listening to this podcast, never, don't believe, I do not want you to believe what I'm saying. None of it. Okay. What I want you to do is I want you to pay attention to your internal system, your body, What is it resonating with you? When something resonates with you, there's something that gets lit up. I call this the truth bell, right? The truth bell goes ding, and you're like, oh, that sounds amazing. That's yes, that resonates with me. So pay attention to that. That's what I call your heart voice or your intuition. And then it takes about two to five seconds before your head voice jumps in. So there's a little bit of a gap, okay? The heart voice or your intuition is very simple it's either a yay or a nay. Okay. It's subtle. Sometimes it's loud, but sometimes it's subtle, right? Paying attention to that. And then the gap between that initial impulse and then the head voice, which jumps in, which is an analysis, analysis, what I call analysis. But then when you overthink, it becomes analysis paralysis. And then you don't, necessarily take the action that's in the direction of what your heart wants what your intuition wants okay and i feel personally based on all the work that i've done and my own internal journey that is the biggest piece of of skill and it is a skill that's trainable and that can be uh, achieved over time if you really put the intention and training and, and energy behind practicing this then it becomes uh, moment to moment decisions made from your intuition, your head, your intellectual head. A lot of the people I work with are very intelligent. They have PhDs and they've done this, that, and the other. They've got all these achievements, they're high achievers. So they're very intelligent. but but what I'm saying here is we want to allow our heart and intuition to lead the actions in. So the head is then the intellect is then, um, moving in this world in service of the heart versus the other way around, which is what I was doing coming out of college. Right. Does that answer your question? Um, um, I like your, I like the,
0: the, the, the heart voice, the, and then the 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 brain or head voice that uh, you head call head voice it. and heart voice yeah. <laughs> right um and the head, because it's it's uh it's something that i uh, i i believe in and and it's something that it's not very it's not very easy to to just kind of understand unless you're kind of guided right it, it, because for me i uh personal experience right maybe maybe other people might might uh, feel different about this but for me, it, it, it hasn't been something that it wasn't taught to me, especially not growing up, and, and maybe I wasn't just surrounding myself with uh, the right people about this, you know, specific topic. So this not something it's something that is very new to me, and 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 it's something that I got more into as I came into the entrepreneurship, and it wasn't, and in the beginning, it was like I just need to figure out what's the one, two things that I can deliver and just sell. And that's it, right? That's my only thing in mind. And I think because of being so, so centered on so, so focused on only like, I just want to like, have a skills uh, and, and, and have services that I can, that I can sell that are valuable to the market and then just sell them and then just keep doing that and build a business, not get stuck on the fulfillment and stuff. So given that i just kind of was so focused on that i did not i did not develop as much the 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 the, the, the compass for for things like this right like that that heart compass or my head compass right or, or or that like how to understand my head voice and my heart voice, all those things were something that i then i started getting getting uh like within like coaching like the mindset and and then uh even like meeting people like, like you and seeing content like, like the content that you put out like and like, like that TEDx was very eye-opening for me because it's something that I've been I've been, I've been looking for, it's like, like, it's, I I love like the, the woo side of things, right? Like the unexplained and, and, and going into that heart more than everything that is just purely logical, science-based and everything, which I'm very scientific, mathematical person, because that's why I was studying engineering. That's one of my best uh, things in school. But I also believe that there's a lot of things that we just can just completely understand because our human limitations of in this body, in this biology that we have. It's that there's so much that our eyes cannot see, our our ears cannot hear. So so there's so there's such a big spectrum proven by science that we are just this like little part of the spectrum we can see and hear. And so there's all these things happening that we don't really detect. So I I I I use that to to be like, okay, so the intuition. Uh, for me it's it's something that is a mix between like my higher self or 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 energy or or a higher power and and, and also uh, those things that I don't I don't I'm not hearing and I'm not like smelling like you know my senses don't really pick it up the way that it picks up everything but but my mind and my heart somehow are picking up something, right so, and it's so it's so hard to to just conceptualize unless you're guided to really put it into perspective in a way that you can really understand it or at least have faith in it, right? Because sometimes you just you can have faith in something without truly understanding it but believing in it, right? So that that is like what I where where I've been and what I'm at still, like, and that's why I I was really looking forward for this conversation with you. Uh, And and, and to many more because I know we're going to have many more Uh, (laughs) because about that, because I want to really learn how to trust my intuition, Uh, because like I said, uh, when we were off air and I said this in the podcast, I I I, if I would have trusted my intuition, I wouldn't hire certain people that I knew that there was something was off, but I wasn't feeling like that thing that was off it like it could be fine. Like I still was gonna be able to get the results and I ignore Mm -hmm. that thinking like, oh, it's fine. Like I I need this. and, and, And that goes back to the thing that I was saying, like I was so focused on, I just need to have something that is an irresistible offer without guarantee and all this like, you know, the, the, the best offer possible. like Because, you know, listening from Alex Ormosi and all these things, and it's like, what is my differentiator? What is the thing? Like, I, just selling a press release here and there is not going to cut it. Like, I need something. And then I started just who, whoever offers me that, and it makes sense, and I look them up a little bit, and that, even if nothing, everything doesn't check out, it's more like, I just checked a couple boxes, and we bonded on some things. Uh, uh, then, oh, let's do it. And then, because even though we clicked, I felt like we clicked on certain things. I knew something was off, and if I would have trusted my intuition, I wouldn't gotten there. So that's that's the thing. And 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 mm-hmm. and on when it, like we talk about the story, but then on actionable like tips, like what is something that you can give me and the audience to be like, uh, this will help you understand or or listen better to your intuition. What would you say that? that yeah, yeah. To
1: that? yeah um- And I'll share that in a second. I I do want to comment on what you just said as well. I feel like that would be helpful. So first of all, I think we can all relate to what you just shared about the what I call contrasting experiences. Okay. So um, the the what I'll what I'll commentate on that is I me too me too right. I've had so many experiences like that where I'm in hindsight, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty vision, right? So you had mentioned a whole bunch of stuff in there. So for example, you said the the science thing and, and the woo-woo thing. And, and the way I would context that is being open-minded. Okay. So my, for example, earlier we spoke about ideal clients. Okay. So my ideal clients are the best students. Okay. They are coachable. They're open minded and they're willing to learn. I think this is one of the things that one of the biggest obstacles that trips people up in their head voice versus their heart voice is there is this expectation of themselves that they ought to know x y and z right in order to process if you don't for example if you don't have what you you know what what is your biggest vision you know what is your ideal what is it that you want to do what is it that you want to already have achieved and and um you know done for yourself and if you don't have that most likely let's call that point b okay so point a is where you are at now so there's a path between point a and point b okay If you're not at point B and you're at point A, most likely there's either something you don't know, skills you don't currently have, a mindset you haven't broken through, a paradigm shift in the way you think, and usually a combination of all four, okay? (laughs) That's currently not there yet, and therefore that's why you don't have B, right? So isn't it great the way I context even my own business, especially with all the entrepreneurs that I work with, is to context it again don't believe a word i say it it just this works for me and all of my clients is to perceive your journey by the way whether you're an entrepreneur or even if you're an employee of a company perceive your own journey as a vehicle for your own evolution okay if you approach it in that way then or like your you mentioned my tedx talk right in the tedx talk i talk about self-inquiry right bruce lee's all about um self-inquiry and i'm if you've watched my tedx talk you know i'm, the, I'm on the martial arts path right which is the ma- path of mastery okay and so therefore looking into your internal experiences And this is coming around to the answer to your question, looking at your internal experiences and how you what is your personal truth in reference to what you just experienced, whether it's a resonant experience. Oh, wow, that was amazing. And that really resonated or a contrasting experience. OMG, that did not resonate at all and now I know why, okay? So that process in itself is going to help you build a muscle to be aware of what your internal GPS is saying. So now looking back, using your own history, nobody else's history, your own history, and every moment of the choices and the decisions that you've made that's led you here, let's look back at the origin and the genesis of those decisions. Hmm, Were there signs, were there yellow flags? Just like you mentioned in your experience, you said something was off, you know, couldn't quite put my finger on it, it, but i just felt something was off okay there's your hint there's your clue right there so next time when you may come to a point choice of decision right i think you'll all agree that life is about a series of decisions okay do i choose x or y and it's some small decisions like what do i have for lunch to big life decisions right so in a TEDx talk i talk i, I distinguished between instantaneous intuition which is you know when you sense when, when you resonate with someone you meet or not, and then there's there's the intuition that you choose throughout your life, and therefore in, in conjunction, the compounding decisions that you make become your life. Okay, so now bringing it back. So does that make sense so far?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of a lot of things in one phrase that I kind of want you to repeat because I honestly want to make a note in here. Is you said about the the vehicle, like energy vehicle, to something about like it was so impactful i was trying to like remember it but it was kind of
1: yeah do you know what i'm saying about like yeah yeah so your your business okay or your career or your life is the is the vehicle through through which you evolve okay it's the vehicle of your own evolution and if you context it in that way and that you, from moment to moment, be the scientist. I work with a lot of scientists, by the way, be a scientist of your own life and then question if something, if you you don't have the, the, you know, if you're not at the point B where you want to be, what is it that's holding you back? And the answers are never out there. It's never out there. This is where we come back to the intuition. We come back to the internal GPS, your genuine path signal, because the outside, okay. So here's what I'm going to say about that, the outside, what's reflected back to you, your experiences of what the outside world's bringing you, it could be a person you're speaking with, um, then informs, it becomes data for your internal processes. Okay. So for example, and there's two sides to every coin. Okay. So examine your personal truth is what I would say to that. I'll give you an example. Um, (laughs) Okay. So I was talking to somebody yesterday at a networking, was it yesterday or Monday, um, at a networking event. And they said uh i said oh what is it that you do and one of the things they share i do this that and the other and one of the things we do is we help clients um, promote themselves okay like um you know doing this event that event etc and i was like oh that's cool i've I've kind of been looking um i've been speaking to people who you know help promote because i have my own business blah blah blah. um you know james is one of the people i'm speaking with blah, blah blah all this stuff right and and the response there was uh, oh um we help people who are at the top of their field we only help people at the top of their field okay so my my own internal reaction was oh okay whether it was meant that way or not whether it was intended that way or not i'm i felt it i was like ouch first of all you just met me how do you know i'm not at the top of my field okay that's number 1 but that and that could be an ego reaction right and then and then i'm like oh but wait a minute let me sit with this for a while is is that the reason why i was so triggered is it the reason because you know there was a shutdown in communication and therefore they weren't open to what i have to say anymore right and by the way if you observe your conversation do this as a social experiment 99 percent of the time you'll probably recognize people love talking about themselves and rarely very rarely and this is so unfortunate do they ask questions about the other person right i mean you you you're laughing because i'm thinking you you know what i'm talking about here in a podcast you. obviously you know we go back and forth and we talk about ourselves we ask each but in a general social conversation i am generally very disappointed at how uncurious people are about the other person they're speaking with okay so anyway i was sitting with this um situation i was like is it that is it because they didn't ask me anything about myself Is I, am i disappointed about you know well x y and z so in that example i felt like judged in a way okay whether that did happen or not i was i felt that okay so i'm sitting with that and i'm like okay it's probably a combination of all the above okay let me take a look at this internally within myself to find out the very next day, okay, I'm listening to a podcast and it's somebody that, let's call it, I grew up with. You know, we started in the industry approximately the same time. I've been in this industry for about like 15 plus years now. And he shared a couple of tidbits when because my, my ears were wide open that was so wise, okay? And I was like, oh my God, I'm sitting there. I've been quote unquote discounting this person. You know, they're in the background, they're there in my world, but I haven't really been paying attention to them. I had been doing exactly the same thing to that person. Oh, they know what I know, yeah, yeah. What they know, I know, yeah, yeah, right. So in other words, that example was just me going inward to examine what was really going on in there and how can I learn from this experience? And in the space of one week, I experienced both sides of the same coin, right? So therefore, why I share that with you is that's just one example of how we can use self inquiry to inform our own wisdom and to learn from it and use the outside as a mirror for our internal experience okay rather than what many people do for example and and me also at one stage in my life so I'm not judging here I'm just (laughs) sharing the looking for the answers on the outside like you know looking and I'm completely guilty of this myself right where where okay where is the answer where is the answer where is that missing piece where is that missing piece and so you know go Going inward is really one of those, um, what I would call superpowers, if you connect to your intuition, um, that nobody can take away from you. Just like I say to my clients, right? They go, oh, what's my message? I'm not sure about my message. What is my message? And what I say to them is your life is the message. How you live your life is the message, is the embodied message. Um, And, and, you know, we can talk more about that, but increasing your own self-confidence and self-trust, it's all related. And we can we can... We can unpack that as, as much as you want in this conversation. Because as you can tell, I'm all about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I can tell. I can tell. And and like uh, and me, me too. And, and, you know, like it's there's for, for me, one thing that came to mind while you we were talking, which is funny enough. I got this from a stand-up comedy thing from somebody that I'd never seen before. And it was kind of cool. And, and, it, and it was, um, I forgot her name. Some May, something. And uh, she said, "Okay, I've been going to therapy, and uh, one of the things that they they told me in therapy is to to she, she said that, like well, is, this person says that it, they're they're very emotional, right? So I and I automatically relate it because uh, I am I'm an emotional person. Right, and I know that YouTube. So I know that we 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 relate on on that, and that's why we we have a, a, an extra collection connection there. So, say like, look, I'm just like I feel like I am this like I'm like my glass is completely full onto the top, and just the like little thing that that happens, it just makes me like go overboard, right? And mm-hmm. it's like because I'm like just like that, and I'm like I was I was hearing that, and then she said about the therapy how, it, she got recommended to. To look at every emotion that she she gets as a as a with cu- with curiosity, right? And then the, this very like when you said about the 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 the, the, the what do you call it uh, inquiries, right? Like the internal yeah. inquiries. Yeah. Um. That's what it got me thinking about. You know, when when emotions come to you, when, you know, feelings and things come to you. You should always approach it as um with cu- curiosity, and this is something that I'm applying to myself. That's what I'm saying because I I, I listened to it. And I was like, hmm, that's cool because it's like, okay, like I am feeling anxious. Uh, I'm feeling uh, angry or frustrated or, or, you know, all the things that I, uh, I'm excited or whatever the case may be. Then I, now I'm getting into the habit and it's something that I'm developing, right? It's just not something from like nine end because sometimes, you know, anger and stuff is hard to kind of stop and, and, and think but it's like, okay, okay, I'm feeling this positive or negative or neutral or whatever. Hmm. Why? Right. Like, why am I feeling like this? Like, interesting. Right. Like, and and same thing goes with like triggers. Uh, like, and this is something I learned from, I think it was like Shay Rowbottom that she, she, she shares she's like an LinkedIn influencer. And she says like, you know, triggers, you should embrace triggers, like whatever triggers you rather than like go at the person that is telling like that triggered you because they say something and and blame them for it. it. look inward and think, okay, what does this trigger says about me, right? Like what it what what unresolved issue, what unresolved trauma do I have that is causing me to get triggered because of this thing that that person says, right? And that's something that I've been very, very intentional about. It's about asking myself, like, why do I feel like this? Like, what can I do to get out of this? And 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 that that is something that you got me thinking, like, saying about like that internal inquiries because I think uh, uh, that relates uh, to what you're saying. Do do you agree with that?
1: Yeah, I absolutely do. Um, There is a there is a um, there is a label and I I don't know if I heard this from somewhere or I just made it up (laughs) but it's name it to claim it okay so you're talking about the emotions name it to claim it so you know half the time many of us don't know what we're feeling okay in my TEDx talk I talk about and and this goes back to my own experience and when I share this a lot of people share with me they can relate to it so you know how many of you for example your listeners when you were little, when you were young, OK, and you cried or you expressed a certain emotion and the adults around you were very empathetic to it. Oh, are you crying. Oh, I'm so sorry. What's that? What are you feeling? No. You know, what I was told was, shut up already. You're annoying. Stop crying. OK, it's not welcome to you. In fact, my mom would say to me, crying is weakness, OK? Crying is bad luck. She was very superstitious in many ways and she would say that, OK? And then I would believe it as a child, okay. So at some point in my um, in my own evolution, just like you said, I very much resonated with what you just shared about being an emotional person. I'm very emotional, okay. So what that what that uh, I, I like to. Um, frame it like it's energy. It's all energy. Okay. If you break down the word emotion, emotion is energy in motion. Okay. It's all energy. It's all fluctuating in here. Okay. So your frames of reference is gonna be what you make, what kind of meaning interpretation you make from those emotions, it's gonna be either based in uh, you know, it looks like it's from the current moment what's happening, but really it's historical. Okay. I had heard somewhere, again I, I don't know where I heard this from, but what his his um, what is hysterical is historical, okay? I learned that from and I was like, man, that's so true. You know, what is hysterical is historical. It's not really the thing here that you are um, reacting to. It's something in childhood, perhaps, okay? We are like, you know, we, we're not just one person. It's not just one James, you know, one Mary that shows up. Like we are an ecosystem of different parts that, you know, depending on what's activated, you know, is the one that leads. So going back to the contrasting experiences, uh, and how do you use it? Okay, so what I'm hearing you say is identifying the emotion, owning the emotion. And I, I would even go one step further and say using the emotion to inform you as to what your next steps are or or, or inform you what your personal truth is, which then it can be used to inform you as to what the next steps are. Okay, so for example, I just gave, I was, I was speaking At the thought leader stage, okay. Last weekend, I know you and I talked about this. The thought—that's how you and I met, actually, through the thought leader um, network, right? So, the thought leader stage in where was it? Texas, Fort Worth, two weeks ago, and I spoke about this in in the story. When the video comes out, I'll share it with you for sure. But I was so I was as you know, I was a computer science major and I was a computer programmer for a while, and then I worked really. I was a terrible public speaker. And this is what I do now, right? I teach people how to be concise in their public speaking and be confident. But at some point I knew, I was like, you know what? I want to help more people. And I know that creating my own business is going to be the next step for me. Okay. My internal GPS was saying, yeah, this is the way. But I I wasn't brave enough to do it. Okay. I was like, oh, but I don't want to going out on my own. Oh my God. Like, it's so scary. Let me just stay here a bit longer. Okay. I was already doing what I was doing, but I was working for somebody else. Okay. And the leaders I worked for loved what I did. They really valued it. And they said, you know, Mary, keep doing what you're doing. We see it until I was assigned to work with a new leader. And in my talk, I talk about this, let's call her Ms. In Charge. Okay. So Ms. In Charge, was the complete opposite of all the leaders I had worked for. In one meeting I said, you know, I really appreciate your support in this. To which she replied, this is your project, not mine. That was my first sign, this, things are about to change, okay. <laughs> So many more instances like that later. Each time it fueled the fire in my belly. I'm like, my internal GPS was saying, this, this, this kind of leadership is not the way. It's so not the way. Okay. And I speak to a lot of people in corporate, and a lot of my clients are from the corporate. So I understand that. Like toxic leaders, leaders who are, you know, like what I call leading from their wounds rather than their heart. They're leading from their wounds, their egos, right? Keeping you in the little box to, you know, protect their own ego. Long story short, that emotion in me, in reaction to this situation with the leader kept arising. And finally, I was like, you know what, what my emotion's trying to tell me now is I really need to step out on my own. This leadership thing here is no longer the right thing for me. It's a contrasting experience. Okay. So as scared as I was, because I'd never run my own business before, I'd never, I had to learn so many skills on the fly, right? As you know, it was... At that point, my, um, what I call the fierce spirit, my fierce spirit came alive and said, you know what, I'm going to lead with my heart, courage, right? The word courage, if you break up the word courage, it's core and aj, the root root meaning, meaning a time for the heart. Core means heart and time, um, uh, arj means time. So it's the time for the heart, okay? Time for the heart. Again, going back to your original question, my heart's leading. I'm going to trust that my head's going to figure it out. I'm going to trust that. I'm going to trust that I'm going to meet the right people. My intuition's going to lead me to work with the right people. And look at, look at this long, many years later, look at, look where I am. I met you, right? This, this is what's happening. And so now I have this thriving business and I've at, at this point coached and trained over 30,000 people from 30 cities around the world. And so therefore now going all the way back to your original question, in that in those moments where it felt like a contrasting experience to me my emotion of anger <laughs> and disappointment in such a leadership was what what informed me as to what my next steps needs to be so when i'm scared i just have to picture this Miz in charge i'm like you know what i can freaking do it you know i was all these things that i was doing um, because i was allowing my heart to feel what i felt was right and sometimes going back to your original question, your internal GPS, it it could, it could feel like, yeah, this is the right direction. It could also be what pisses you off. Okay. So what, may I use those words here? (laughs) Yeah. What makes you mad? Okay. What makes you mad also informs you. What is your personal truth? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. And,
0: um, right. Thanks for, for, for giving us like the insights and, and, uh, Related to like the clients and uh, just attaching all this uh, together is is really really good and um I I just want to say to like thank you for 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 doing this and taking the time to to share all your stories and all the uh, one one word that I say almost every podcast is the 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 word of of this podcast is perspective uh and, and, and giving people perspective so they don't feel alone or, uh, or they understand certain people in their life because they're emotional, because they, they came from a background where parents were like, my parents were like that too. My parents were like, you're going to be an engineer and you're going to do this. And guess what? I was like, I went to school and went to an engineering and all that. And then I didn't like, I did good on school, but I was missing a lot of like life skills and mindset and all those different things. So even though I have good grades, I was not very good mentally, like I was like, no, I need to look for something. So that's when I signed up with the Air Force. So I, I was like, look, I wanna go on my own and just raise myself basically in a way, right? Like, it's like, look, I just wanna go and and, and go on my own, learn English, open possibilities and get different cultures, different stuff. And and that's what I did And best decision that I did because uh, I learned so much. And not necessarily like in the Air Force, I learned a lot through the journey, but I the, the thing that I've, I've learned the most, uh, has been since I became an entrepreneur. Since yeah. I became an yeah. entrepreneur, it's just you are forced to grow. Like because if, if you don't self-improve, you cannot business improve. Like that's just not possible for the most part or not sustainable at least, right? It, it might be possible in certain ways, but like it's not sustainable for a long time. Mm. And yeah. and that's that's been, I mean, mm. there's still challenges that like I'm going through mentally and, and just business-wise and stuff. But at the same time, like I feel uh more clear uh more wise and and like i i have better tools better network um more clarity of what i'm doing why i'm doing it how to trust my intuition how to ask like why am i feeling like this right all those things that i mentioned have been things that are like being like my equipment my tools my my things to to be able to to grow as a person, to self-improve, so then I can business improve my my own business and then uh, other people's businesses too, right? And that's kind of how it goes and, and it, has, it has been great. I mean, last couple of months, uh, I, I have a lot of uh, like mindset shifts in different, different topics, right? Life, food, uh, uh, business, uh, or different areas of the business, right? Because there's like so many different, it's like being in business is like, Trying to tame this monster with like many heads right and you're gonna wear all these hats and you gotta be all these things right and even when having a team i i'm still like wearing all these things and i still like the, i gotta make sure that i i do right by them and you know they depend on me they pay their bills because of the work for my company and stuff so i have that responsibility so those those things have been uh, it have forced me to level up have forced me to level up as a human in general and then being able to be good at business because of it. So like, that that's something yeah. that I, I wanna, you know, like give across to people. It's like, it's entrepreneurship. The best thing of entrepreneurship, in my opinion, is that that it forces you to level up because if you don't, then you just get, you know, dust. Like you're, you're just, yeah. you're not gonna be able to succeed. So then you're gonna have to go and find yeah. a job and all that stuff because then yeah. you won't be able to succeed.
1: Um, can i may i piggyback on that so i would say yes to all what you said and here's my biggest um takeaway as an entrepreneur is that it i always say you if you live it you don't need to believe it okay um belief is a mental construct right it's it's it can be changed and i can't and people i've seen this all in myself but in my clients too is these mental constructs that we live in that we relate to as quote unquote true but until you've tested it and the assumption that it's true then breaks down so you are the creator of your own reality okay i think that's one thing that it might sound oh i've heard this before but when you've lived it it really becomes something you don't need to believe, right? Anything we pick up, a pen, a paper, anything, it was once in someone's mind, okay, as a vision, as a concept, until you create it into reality, right? So as an entrepreneur, if, you, if you're, if again, I work with heart-centered entrepreneurs, heart-centered um, pe- business leaders in the corporate world, right? If your heart is in the right place and you are willing to do the work, it's a process right and you're willing to learn and you're hungry to learn and you put yourself and you choose just like you say you choose to force yourself to learn because that's a path that you don't have to do It's you choose it right then you avail yourself to um, upgrade your own to to discover uncover and develop these these, um, new versions of yourself that when you upgrade in increments you look back five years, 10 years before, you are not even the same person. There are versions of you that that you can claim if you choose to walk the path of learning. And to me, that's, what's exciting about entrepreneurship. It's, it's like you never stop learning. There's always more to learn. And then what I help people do is just package their story into a mm-hmm. concise way. So when they share it, we're like, yeah, I, I resonate with that person. Mm.
0: Love it. Love it. Um, again like thanks thanks for taking the time to 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 give us all this uh i'm looking forward to have more conversation with you i know that we're we're gonna talk more about tip this. the
1: iceberg tip of the iceberg
0: <laughs> yeah yeah like it, it there's there's so much to unpacking here that uh maybe we just do another podcast and we just touch different different things because i know you know i i know that we're gonna collaborate in many ways uh it's just a matter of like setting up the strategy, prioritizing, right? And then start getting things out. Because I know I can see myself uh doing a lot of content uh, with you. uh And and I think that that would be very, uh very good for the audience and, and, and for us to be able to amplify each other's impact and each other's personalities, life and everything, right? Like just- um, Yeah, love it. Uh, love it. So perfect. Thank you, James. Perfect.
1: It was a pleasure to be here. And I always feel, um you know, when I meet a, a kindred spirit, so to speak, I can always spot it a mile away. Nice. Uh, and then,
0: so what is the best, what's the best ways for people to get in touch with you?
1: So I would say one thing, which is we talked about earlier about listening to the heart voice and not the head voice. One of the biggest obstacles in the head is your inner critic, what I call your inner critic voice, right? So that's a lot of the work that I do with my clients is to really overcome the inner critic. So I would say, go to this website to download my inner critic cheat sheet. <laughs> so my, um, the link is magnetic podium, magnetic podium or one word dot com forward slash inner critic cheat sheet or one word, magnetic dot com forward slash inner critic cheat sheet and download your cheat sheet from there. Perfect.
0: Okay, cool. Uh, thanks for for sharing that. Um, any, you know, I'll, I'll put the links, uh, for, for finding you like LinkedIn and all these different things in the, in the description. So people can go in there and, and, and grab the link and just get in contact with you. So, um, thanks again, you know, doing this, uh, it's very, very cool conversation. I'm looking forward to, to learn more about, uh, heart first, right. And how to lead with the heart and how to make it not a weakness, uh, but also, but rather a, a strength for yes. business that's
1: so. right yeah yeah i'm rebranding actually and my um, new website and new company is called heart first communication
0: love it love it uh that that's something that i i could tell you i completely agree with that and um that's something that maybe we we throw in in the description or or we add it later we'll, we'll see when this comes out right like we'll, we'll time it perfectly uh to get there because um you know I, we're gonna be talking about strategy too later, so uh, we'll 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 make sure that we do this very strategic, and people can get the most amount of value from us, right? Especially awesome. you know from 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 this new rebranding from you. So thank you, thank you, you James. Uh- <laughs> it's been an honor. <laughs> thank you. Um, so this was um, Marie and foo and this is us signing off. Thanks for listening to Moments
1: with foo with your host foo Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates and we will see you on the next episode.